everyone. Welcome to Connecting and Stuff, a podcast where we take a topic from our professional life and try to make it fun and try to have a fun conversation. Now, today's topic is a visionary topic. Um, it's Web three. Now, Web three is here for some time, yet uh, a lot of us we don't have understanding of it, a clear understanding. I am one of those people, so I thought maybe I can invite a uh, invite an expert and have a conversation about it. You know, whenever we talk about Web three, I generally think about how is it going to affect not just my personal life but also my professional life. Uh, because you know, whenever some uh, industrial revolution happens, what happens is uh, a lot of people who are a prof. I mean, they have a career, right? So their career change drastically. Now. Um, I want to talk about those things, and for that, I invited Pooja Agrawal today. She's she's a young founder, so she started her uh, you know professional journey. She wanted to become a doctor, and some things happened, and then she decided to become a content creator, and now she's a founder. So, uh, hi Pooja, welcome to the show, and I would love if you could tell us a little about your journey. Uh, you know, from an aspiring doctor to now a co-founder, and also maybe a little about your company in making what you are doing there. So yeah, over to you. Uh, so first of all, thank you so much, Rashmita, for that wonderful introduction. I am so mm-hmm. happy to be here, and actually even more excited, you know, to share my thoughts and to hear what you have to say because I have been following your past podcast, so I know, like, I've heard how excited you are and how things go. So yeah, I'm really excited. And as far as my personal background, so uh, you are right. I actually wanted to become a doctor when I was around seventeen. I think when I was around fifteen, yeah, I went to Kota to you know study for the MBBS exam, entrance exam. So there I studied for two years, and my mindset got shifted. Actually, I am a third generation of you know like I'm third generation businesswoman. So as in my father and forefathers are businessmen. One fine day, like when my college also uh, got over, then I I uh, used to follow Manish sir on LinkedIn. Ex Twitter head of India, so mm. then I saw that he started his own company, and then I don't oh. know why I felt the need to you know reach out to him. So I wrote <laughs> a really good cold email, and I also had all the luck signing on that day because he saw the email and he responded, and he responded oh. with a really good message that okay, if you are okay to come to Bangalore, so then I am ready mm. to take your interview. And I said okay, fine, I am ready to come even out of India if you call me, <laughs> because you know such a big person and he is telling this so. I was so happy, yeah. and then he mm-hmm. took my interview. So yeah, yeah, that's how I landed up in Bangalore. And then uh, after six months, companies, uh, you know, company was in some trouble, and then start my own company with Nikhil. That is in making. It's very inspiring, and you sound like a very spontaneous person, right? So um, <laughs> someone called you to come to Bangalore for interview, and you were like. <laughs> there yeah. next day yeah exactly he even and, he even tells me this again and again like when i used to work there he used to tell everyone that i called her and she came the next day like wow <laughs> when we are in college we don't have much clarity about exactly, what we are exactly. going to do in uh, mm-hmm. career wise i mean we mm-hmm. are pursuing a degree but a part mm-hmm. of us know that uh, this is not something that we absolutely love exactly. so i don't know how we are going to work in this field for coming 30 years of our life exactly. um, so i mean you having that cla- i i feel like you had that clarity earlier than uh, most of us have so uh, i know a lot of my friends who have completed oh. their masters and even phd and they are still not oh. sure what to do in their right. life so right. i guess it's it's very amazing maybe it's because you also you mentioned that mm-hmm. you have a business background your your families are in business yeah. 
so mm-hmm. um that sort of also helped you and being a spontaneous person uh, <laughs> i think that also helps because a lot of people who start thinking about career their first idea mm-hmm. is to get a job and in india mm-hmm. it's mostly government jobs correct <laughs> um so uh, it's it starts with government job then you realize okay it's it's very mm-hmm. difficult then you go to private jobs and uh, the yeah. idea of startup and building your being your own boss it comes mm-hmm. after certain age and experience when you actually mm-hmm. realize okay uh, i now i am capable or i am something and i can go and ask for funding and everything so mm-hmm. yeah good good i mean it's amazing to know that you know being such a young person you are doing so much Okay, tell us about in making. What is in making, hmm. and what you guys are doing there? Right. So, uh, so it all started like me and Nikhil were, you know, like when we got out of Inward, we were just sitting once, and we decided, hmm. you know, we discussed about Web three. I told him that how I feel about Web three and all that, and I was so excited. Web three is gonna go very big in few years. Not, hmm. I don't know how many years. It can be two, three, five, or even ten, but it will go big. So why mm. not you know to help our you know students or people who want to switch from web two jobs to web three and if you see out there there are many web three jobs even right yeah. now and in yeah. tech tech roles so there are a lot mm. and even in non tech there are like community marketing stuff exactly etc etc mm. so we thought yeah why not help people and we both you know know people who are in web three who have actually a good rapport in web three so why not connect mm. them with the students and help students mm. who are just in college or even early professionals. So that's how we thought. Okay, okay, let's do something like that, you know. Because if we were in their place, and if someone would have helped us, then mm. it wouldn't have taken so long to reach where yeah. we are. So that was the you know core idea behind starting in making. So now in in making, we what we do, and that's why the name is in making. Web three in making. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we came up with the name also. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So now we have workshops, you know, from people who are doing really mm. good in web three. We call them, and we have workshops and all. And in few mm-hmm. months we have some really big plans, so which are right now in pilot mode. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, all the best for all those things. Sounds really Thank amazing, you. like helping <laughs> professionals um, oh. get. I mean, I really wish when I was young and I was. Uh, mm-hmm. Even right now, actually, I feel that some sometimes that having this uh, someone, mm-hmm. uh, a person like a mentor who can tell you Correct, yeah. what to do, at least advise you, not even tell you, uh, mm-hmm. it will make your life really easy. Um, I mean, talking about uh, you know this time where Web three is is um, you know it's growing, but mm-hmm. if you look at uh, the market, the Web two is still. Uh, I mean, it holds the majority of market, right? Yeah. So why do you think it is taking so much time for uh, this transition to happen? Uh, is it because of technology? Is it because of people and their mindset and they are comfortable with Web two and Web three will be uncomfortable for them? We know this transition will happen, as you mentioned. Uh, so why is it taking so much time? And what do you see? How much time would it take? Like a decade or maybe more or less? What are your thoughts? Uh, so first of all, I think Rashmita, the Web two is still there. The majority of the part is Web two. That's true because mm. Web three is not going to you know come out of somewhere. Mm. It will have the principles which you know which have the core value of Web two. Yeah. So if you see Web one, Web two also has the core uh, principles of Web one. So that's mm. how Web three will come. It won't come suddenly out of somewhere. So mm. Web two will be the base of Web three. Then only Web three can come, right? Okay, and why is it taking so long? So even so, you know that question is very, uh, what would I say? Uh, no one can answer that mm-hmm. because the, uh, people should. I think that's what I believe that people need to have patience, and the mm-hmm. people who have patience, 
they are actually you know uh, buying maybe cryptocurrencies or whatever it is they are just buying and you know just sitting in a corner and having patience and they know that one day this patience will yield so much results that they will say ki acha hua we had so much patience so i think mm. it's the game is all about the patience that mm. if you can you know sense the future and have patience ki yeah one day this patience will give me lot of results so yeah. i think that's it all about and timeline to maybe it can be less than a decade because if today is i think uh, yeah today the year is 2022 if someone would have told mm. you in 2012 that rashmita uh, can you believe that you will spend at least you know 2 to 3 hours of your day on instagram mm. so you would say what rubbish are you saying why will yeah. i spend so much time on my phone but today mm. it's many people do that and yeah. i think it's the most common thing yeah so that's how thinking's change and we have to just have the patience to let it yeah. unfold talking about patience example you give the example of uh, uh, investment so you buy cryptocurrencies or maybe you also buy stocks mm-hmm. and you wait for them to give you some roi right, right. Um, but uh, but when it comes to career how do mm-hmm. you how do you suggest people should look at this change as you mentioned this this thing is not going to happen overnight it will mm-hmm. gradually change and web3 will be a layer above web2 right mm-hmm. um, i mean talking about all this all these things there should be some um, you know knowledge sharing happening right so uh, mm-hmm. i mean otherwise we'll all lose our jobs especially people who are working yes. i mean my uh, i mean the my profession and my career it entirely depends on web2 right now mm-hmm. and if i don't I, if i don't learn about web3 and this thing changes and people mm-hmm. not suddenly but gradually move to web3 i will not have complete knowledge to operate in this industry so mm-hmm. how, i mean in similar way how do you think this is going to impact the job market and how should professionals should prepare uh, start preparing for this change or should they start preparing for change <laughs> right so uh, i think rashmita this you know depends mm-hmm. on the person uh, like for me i think that i have you know very high risk appetite so if i and i also have a very curious mind to learn about web3 and all so if there is a you know student like that who wants to learn about web3 and who has a high risk appetite because if you, as you said that if you are a student you don't have that much responsibilities like most of the time so if you can you know uh, if you want to go very far so you have to take some risk so if you are ready to take some risk that you know okay i will because web3 is not a very stable Uh, space mm. i would say because you also know that uh, every uh, other day there are news that you know this thing got hacked or so much amount of money got stolen and all of this mm. thing so you have to have that little you know jigra in yourself ki when you go in that space and if something happens the next day you should be fine you cannot lose your mental peace over that mm. so yeah. i think that if uh, any student has that then mm. and and also curiosity about web3 then i think He, he or she should definitely you know try and explore the space hmm so yeah that's I mean, what uh, it's also about the education system i believe uh, hmm. because even our books are very outdated they don't prepare right. even prepare you for web 2 so Correct. i mean i'm a marketer by profession and everything that i know is either hmm. learning from my peers or hmm. from the internet hmm. so hmm. i was never taught all these things in my college i'm a computer science graduate so uh, oh, hmm. i mean everything that i do right now it's i i learned from my peer and from the internet now hmm. um 
do you think is it going to be the same for people uh, when it comes to web3 because as i mentioned even web2 is not being taught so i don't imagine they are going to change their syllabus for web3 <laughs> so do you think uh, professionals or students if we have to talk about they are entirely dependent on internet and resources like in making to um hmm. to have that knowledge and information about this industry yeah so uh, what i believe is that i don't think that you know universities will change <laughs> at least in next 10 years so it depends on it depends everything on the student because if mm. he or she has that you know thing that no i want to learn so there are a lot of resources available mm. so he or she should that be ki ha yaar mujhe ye karna hai to karna and how you said ki we also you know even i am a computer science graduate so we we the syllabus that we had was of i think around 2000 and it was of mm. no use yeah so i think it all depends on the student and we have everything available on the internet so why not take use of it yeah absolutely and yeah. um so one another thought that i have right now is mm-hmm. so whenever you know some kind of technological revolution happens um mm-hmm. people get scared that they might lose their job so for example when like really back in history people were making their own clothes so they were plant trees then uh, make thread out of it by using their hands no machines mm-hmm. and then industrial uh, revolution happened and we yeah. created the, these big machines now people yeah. who are doing this by hand uh, their job just become obsolete because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. machines are more uh, they are easy to use they are convenient they are uh, low cost in long run and so on Uh, some people they lost their jobs because of that yeah, and similar yeah. things happened when internet came about a mm-hmm. lot of information just become free and people who were uh, you know selling information uh, mm-hmm. they 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 sort of lo- lost their money on it and mm-hmm. a lot of things i mean whenever uh, automation happened a lot of people who were doing data entry jobs they lost right. their jobs and so right. on mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean there are a number of examples so mm-hmm. do you think web3 also has uh, potential to make some jobs obsolete if yes then what kind of jobs should we expect to go hmm. so uh, this you know reminds me of one quote uh, that is survival of the fittest yeah yeah so as you said that you know lots of people who used to hand move the cloth and all so they lost mm. their job so that's true but if you also see the another side of coin which is that the people who were so good in their jobs and now even if the uh, machines are there but the price mm. of a cloth which is hand woven or hand crafted is much more than the people yeah. though it's not that much common the more mm. common one is machine one but mm. if the person who is very skilled in their mm. job so even they won't lose the job and actually they would be priced more higher than the machine yeah. because it is hand crafted and it is hand woven or anything like that so mm. i think it is just about the survival of the fittest that if you have a really good skill then mm. i don't think that it will be overtaken by you know any of the ai or mach- machines or anything but you should have yeah. a skill which you know even a machine can't replicate if you yeah. have a skill of that kind then i don't think that uh ai can take over or anything and and i think in some kind of jobs so there are some kind of job for example coding so it is said yeah. that the future of coding is no coding so there is a code <laughs> yes. like this and there yeah. are many applications if you see but they cannot code thing very complex apps or you know very complex things which like there True. has to be human mind which you know yeah. does all these things so that's the same mm-hmm. thing that if you are the fittest then like nothing can you know beat you Hmm. So that's what true. I believe. Hmm. Yeah, true, and also uh, the fact that you need to continuously learn and unlearn. Exactly. So 
if if you are in web 2 right hmm. now hmm. if you do not learn about web 3 and even familiarize yourself hmm. uh hmm. you are going to lose and it will be on you because again the information was free and it was available exactly. on the internet you did not put your time and effort hmm. Uh, hmm. and learn that skill Um, right. so i think that is also true and it is very common for uh, for our generation at least mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. curious and uh, continue to learn things mm-hmm. in their uh, career and we sort yeah. of realize this thing as well which is a good thing that uh, mm-hmm. uh, these changes are very common and it, they are going to increase in the future so the best thing they could do is you know learn as much as possible exactly that's the you know best mantra that just keep learning and keep updating yourself like how you update your mobile phones yeah, <laughs> yeah and your uh, social media statuses <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh, one uh, thing that people often associate with web3 is transparency right mm-hmm. um so they because everything will be based on blockchain so it will be really transparent for everyone to see so for example on the internet mm-hmm. if you are browsing some i don't know content mm-hmm. some images we'll know who created it and it will be very difficult to for people to copy and even steal it um mm-hmm. so do you think this transparency can backfire in some way because whenever we talk about transparency we say okay this is a good thing this is a good thing but do you think there is a dark side to it and everything should not be transparent uh because once we shift completely to web3 and everything is on web3 uh it will be 100 i mean we'll have 100% transparency so do you think it's a good thing or it's it's a bad thing okay so uh, i have like a lots of points in this question so uh, first of all transparency so yeah i think transparency is very important because um if i give you an example that you know i send you a picture on whatsapp mm-hmm. ashura okay and now we both have the picture but you know no one knows that uh, if you send me or i send you if we delete the chats even in mm-hmm. your phone and my phone so no one knows yeah. so there is no transparency mm-hmm. here but if it is on mm-hmm. blockchain then there is written that okay i sent you or you sent me so mm-hmm. i think transparency is very important and mm-hmm. people who don't like transparency so i think for them there is an issue because for us like normal people we don't have anything to hide mm-hmm. so there is nothing like that you know that we don't like transparency or like that so i think transparency is required but the main thing is that we have to see that how much transparent it can get because it has like a lot of sides so i'll explain you that if we talk about decentralization and centralization so if you remember in 2000 uh, like we had like a pc in our homes right yeah, so yeah. we felt okay now everything is decentralized we can have our own system internet and all and mm. everything is in our hands but then mm. soon microsoft it got their uh, operating system so they you know captured the whole market that you cannot uh, uh, like you know run the pc without their os you beat apple mm. mac or beat windows so then after mm. that internet came world wide web and again we yeah. thought okay now everything is decentralized now we can go ahead and do anything but then soon in few decades google captured mm. the market amazon captured mm. the market so it's always a cycle of decentralization and recentralization mm. so now we have to see that mm. you know how it goes in the history we can't predict it that how yeah. transparent it will be and who will capture it so like right that. so yeah. there is always um 
I mean, we can expect monopoly and duopoly exactly. in this situation as well. I mean, th- this is very insightful. I did not think it like that because yeah, mm-hmm. when internet happened, we also thought, okay, everything is on internet. We can see, we yeah, can yeah. Uh, know each other, we can have, mm-hmm. we can talk to each other every time, and we actually did for a while. Even mm-hmm. among our friends group, we were really connected, and slowly. uh it dies off and now people don't actually talk to each other and video call one another every time so uh i mean just an example but yeah. again coming back to the decentralization part yeah i mean i can see that now i mean when uh, internet uh i mean we get worldwide web um uh, we thought okay we can access anything we want but exactly, then yeah. google took everything and before google it was yahoo i guess yeah, so yahoo right. was doing really great and then yeah. google took everything yeah and so now, now nobody exactly yeah. there is like a lot of monopoly it's just few years that someone comes and captures the market so we have to see that how it happens in web3 mm. yeah, yeah. okay this is very i mean alarming in some yeah. way <laughs> because i know right because blockchain is a very powerful technology and somebody having yeah. that much power is is okay yeah i think the world will continue to go on whatever happens <laughs> let's see how it you know unfolds yeah so um i mean coming back to the transition from uh, web 2 to web 3 um again this is a very um opinion based podcast so everything that we talk about is just our opinions and right. it's not fact in any way or prediction in any way so mm-hmm. i mean how do you think this transition would happen i mean whenever we move from web to web 1 to web 2 and nobody could have thought uh, you know the internet would become such a big thing and people will mm-hmm. use social media so much uh, but in in your opinion because if you have to compare uh, web 1 to web 2 transition how do you mm-hmm. see will transition from web 2 to web 3 i mean even right now there are so many people who are against web 3 if you talk about cryptocurrency a lot mm-hmm. of people especially governments <laughs> they yeah. don't like uh, they don't mm-hmm. like cryptocurrency they are, they mm-hmm. think it is very unsafe in some way because they can't they can't regulate control it, it yeah. Uh, yeah control it and even it's true in some way because if i have seen a lot of people who have invested big chunks of their savings in cryptocurrency and then the market fell and mm-hmm. they lost a lot of money and then there are also people who who took loans uh, mm-hmm. to put their money in crypto okay. thinking that mm-hmm. it'll go up and it did not go as they imagine so there are yeah. people who can uh, take these kind of decisions uh, and it can impact uh, economy in in a in a bigger picture um, yeah. so all these things apart a lot of people are not in support of cryptocurrency and it's part of web3 so mm-hmm. if we decentralize everything um, mm-hmm. i mean just the example that you gave you know sharing images on whatsapp uh, yeah. all these kind of things do you think uh, how how do you think this a uh, change will happen and what are the parties who are going to oppose parties as in communities or people who are going to oppose uh, this change okay uh, so first of all i don't think that you know if everything plays out really well and mm. if people have people see that there is you know benefit nowadays the thing is that most of the people because of the cryptocurrency crash that happened people feel that you know there is no benefit that is there in the mm-hmm. cryptocurrency who doesn't know about it but if they start seeing their benefit then they won't have any reason to oppose it because why will they because the person who has studied everything from mm-hmm. 0 to 100 they know that what all benefits they have but the you know normal public they don't know but once mm-hmm. they start seeing the benefits and everything and then i don't think that you know there would be any reason the thing is that yeah uh, as of now of this point the thing is not it is broken 
the whole mm. channel is broken but slowly slowly it will evolve mm. and once it evolves and you know it's their full strength and then people will start seeing the results and i think it will be really good because uh, so if i give you an example then i think there is some app i just forgot the name of that cab uh, taxi app so i live in bangalore mm. you know how you know there is problem of all the cabs and rickshaws there traffic I, yeah yeah traffic and the government banned ola and uber so there is one app i i think before two three days only i was reading something and i saw that it works on the blockchain cab taxi app i forgot the name so it works on the blockchain and i think the people of bangalore they will start using it also so i am actually in surat or i would have started using it mm. to commute because ola and uh, uber is not there and uh, so like we have very less options so if there is an option like that which gives you which is on the blockchain and which helps you so much then why not use mm. that if you go on ola uber so prices are so much surged and you have mm. to pay i think 10 times more i i have paid so much so i feel that pain in my heart yeah so i think through <laughs> these apps you will have that authority and liberty and not authority mm. but like liberty to not mm. pay those hefty amounts because mm. it will be on blockchain so everything would be transparent i don't know the technicalities yet but i think it would be more transparent and you won't be able to you know uh, you yeah. don't have to pay those hefty amounts so and maybe it is also from the people who are drivers from their yeah. point of view because uh, i know ola and uber they take away a lot of uh, i mean a big percentage maybe as much as 30 right. 40% of right. their earning and after that removal of that money they generally don't get much to even uh, refuel their vehicles i understand maybe it's also mm. from their perspective the driver's mm. perspective and also the fact that verification would be easy as well so exactly the transparency related to verification because the people mm-hmm. who are part of ola they are also part of working with uber yeah, which is yeah. fine i don't think there is a problem if you are making money working yeah. with multiple people but mm-hmm. it uh, generally it it uh, brings the point to the verification so i don't mm-hmm. think ola would want them to work for uber it's just that they are not verifying who uh, who is he working he or she working mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. so so maybe some problem related to verification would also be solved bringing it to blockchain i mean i'm just assuming i did not read yeah, about yeah. it <laughs> no but i think yeah actually it will be a really good step because and also the prices won't be you know so much high mm-hmm. the middleman which is ola and uber they would mm. be just kicked out so i think yeah it's a really good uh, use mm. case of the blockchain and you know web 3.0 and slowly that's how people will start accepting it like if you accept this cab taxi app you start using it and then mm. slowly slowly you'll get into everything that's how i think shift will happen yeah and i think this is how things should happen as well because um, this is how you'll get used to of this transparency thing so for example right. um, you are living in bangalore and you started using that app and mm-hmm. you become uh, I, you started having this expectation that you know i should have transparency and even the person exactly. who's driving me he should also have transparency about the fare the money that i am paying mm-hmm. um so you once you come back to surat now there you don't have this yeah. app so probably yeah. you start expecting this and once this uh, i mean now you're the only person but once mm. the mass start expecting this maybe yeah. ola uber change their uh, business or there there'll be some other app will uh, take over so Correct. this mm-hmm. is how probably things change and maybe not just the taxi app but also other uh, places the apps that we use you know all these food delivery apps yeah, that we right, use right. yeah this is just one example and mm. that's how people will start using yeah this is good actually i mean very um 
futuristic <laughs> in yeah. some way and it was really nice having this conversation with you pooja and mm-hmm. maybe we can have you again because i think i we could have talked more <laughs> rashmita thank you so much for inviting uh, this uh, 40 45 minutes you know talk made my whole day i'm feeling so, so happy thank you so much